When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 918 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, on this fine Monday, joined by J.D. Raider, Ben Funky Askren. We're all here, ready to talk oh, yeah. a lot of wrestling. There's a lot happening. It was quite a busy week. We didn't get news dumped, is what we said the last show, but then, oh, it all, all heck broke loose, Ben. We had... <laughs> all heck. Aaron Nagal... <laughs> Aaron Nagal into the portal. Lucas yes. Davison to Michigan. Yep. We had, um, well, this isn't news dumping, but this is just true. Rob Cole was at Oklahoma uh, last week. I've visiting. heard that. Uh, that's true. We had Innuendo Gate coaches throwing out <laughs> vague Innuendo references. Gate. And I have my own. I mean, you, you, if you follow me on Twitter, you maybe understand a little bit of my perspective. But I want to dive a little deeper on that. And... Where we're going to start, Spencer Lee's interview with Barstool oh, Sports. Oh, okay. Happened. I figured we were going innuendo first and then innuendo Spencer first. Lee. Do you want to do that first? We can. No, no. Yeah. Let's do Spencer Lee first. Let's, let's do it. I, got, I was fascinated by this because, you know, I love, I do Mental Mondays, so I love this stuff. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Well, what, maybe just start with you. What were your first impressions? Yeah. Uh, I watched it because uh, I thought it would be very interesting. Um, and my first impression, and I'm considering doing Mental Monday on it though, but I have not fully decided, although there's money, so I gotta decide soon, is he talks so much about what other people were saying. And I feel like, you know, that it's it's well, it's such a great lesson for kids because it's like, listen, this is one of I mean, at this point you can't see the greatest anymore, but if we're talking about the, you know, the calibers of college wrestlers, he is very, very near the top, right? He's in the upper, very crust of the people who've ever wrestled in college wrestling. And despite that fact, he is still so concerned about what other people were saying. And I mean, I, I actually kind of wanted to go back and count them. If I was gonna do this method money, I was gonna, gonna go back and count the amount of times he referred to what other people were saying. But it felt like every single question, it was well, what people are saying is, but, you know, and it was just like, dude, like, but what do you think? That's what I want to know. Like, what do you think? He's like, well, people were saying I didn't show up on Saturday morning. I'm like, well, I don't really care what people think, Spencer. Like, I want to know why you were there, and I want to know why you didn't wrestle, and you didn't even say that. So, like, who cares? I don't care what people say. I want to know what you say. I want to know what you think. Yeah, yeah, and I... I agree. I I did think that was that was more of a focus of the of the interview than I than I thought it would be. He did say he only cares about Olympic champions and and see champions opinions. He clearly does. I mean that's that that's a I know so that's I, what he said. Oh yeah, I deal with high school kids a lot, JD. Unfortunately, so I speak high school kids speak pretty well. And if you if you bring something up that many times, you probably have at least a little bit of care about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do think it's something that's that is on his mind, maybe more, more than it should be, um, for, for sure. And I think it can be, it can be just that's just a tough way to live, right? Especially very hard, given yeah. 
um, his stature in the sport is is so high, right? And it feels like the the majority of the message that gets through, or at least based on the interview, is like the negative. When yeah. so overwhelmingly, maybe not overwhelming. I mean, it's very very positive how the general wrestling public feels about Spencer Lee. And even after that interview, I read so many positive comments. I just hope for Spencer's sake, a lot of that gets through too, because. I think it can yeah. be. I don't, but it's just okay. Listen, I uh, I'll comment on this because I've uh, unfortunately I've had some public uh, failures. Um, do you can't care about what people think? And this is this is the the more you can do it of any level, right? So obviously mine were very notorious. I mean, I probably had one of the most viewed knockout losses in M- MMA history. Unfortunately, could be done now. Um, <laughs> thank God that dude's retired. I'm gonna see that shit no more. For God's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and this could go all the way down to some high school kid, right? Who, if he's wrestling a match at conference, how many people are actually watching? Like thirty-four, you know. And the answer's the answer's not a lot, you know. So anywhere down from there on, if you if you're concerned about what other people are thinking about you, you're going to be less effective, and you're probably less happy about whatever it is you're doing, right? You're 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 not really concerned about what you want to do and what you're thinking. You're concerned about what they're doing and what they're thinking. And that's so negative. And, you know, I, I brought this up in my, in my book a lot is like, I ex- first experienced this because I found those forums when I was 15 years old and I started taunting people and I realized how people wanted to chew, cheer against you so easily. Um, and then it was after that, right. I was like 60. I was like, well, who cares what they think? Like literally who cares? I'm just going to do stuff to try to annoy them because I don't care what they think in the slightest. Yeah. How do you get, I don't, I think that um, maybe your path to that is a a little more simplistic than it is in practice. Right. And maybe a lot of that's just unique to you and your own personality and and wiring. I think it, I think it is tough, um, tougher than, than maybe that. But I feel like Rogan has the great line about it. It's like, why would you take, uh, I don't even know if it's his like quote or creation, but I've heard Pretty him say it a lot. It, yeah. Like He's like, why would you take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from? And I thought that was very poignant, Ooh. right? That's a really good. I've actually never heard it. that. That is really good. He's, he's made that reference a couple of times because he'll, he'll get on there. He'll have other famous people on there or like maybe not mm-hmm. as famous as him, but they'll be yeah. like, man, he always tells him you got to get out of the comments, man. Just don't do it. He's like, it's not good yes. for you. I promise you it's not good for you. And. They're like, yeah, I know, but blah, blah, blah. And he, he'll normally hit him with that line. And it's, it's, I, I think it's poignant. And I think, I think it's really hard. I think maybe you're, you're in a unique circumstance, Ben, that you can probably, because you do read it. I think you, you, you don't like. No, I, I actually don't read it that much. Okay. Well, I've seen you like quote especially tweet a lot Instagram, of like. Especially on Instagram, especially on Instagram. Those people are very low IQ. So I don't yeah. read that one. Well, Twitter I guess I meant, I meant Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I I think most people can't. It's tougher to to read it and then just let it go. I think. But that's where okay. So that's where uh, I I maybe I shouldn't say it's not tough, but just because it's tough doesn't mean you can't do it, right? There's a lot. I mean, especially someone like Spencer Lee. This dude's done a lot of tough things in his life. Done a lot of really hard things. Yes. And so. If you if you come to the point where you realize, hey, reading comments and thinking about what other people think about me is not healthy. And if I stopped doing it, if I stopped, 
my life would probably be happier and healthier. Like you could do it. You can 100% do it. And the other thing is he needs to he needs to be able to look. And this is I think this is an important skill. Look at it with a lens of like a third party. So not from not from Spencer's perspective, not from whoever's saying it perspective, but but another perspective. Like I'll give you one that he said that was like, "Wait, you're smart. How do you not get this?" So and because I was one of the people who said this, you said this, and it came true. The first couple of times Spencer wrestled Pat Glory, he trounced him, right? But you watch Pat Glory and you're like, "Well, that dude doesn't suck. Like he's kind of good. He kind of knows what he's doing out there. Like I think he's going to be pretty good." And guess what, guys? He did end up being pretty good. Like, we saw it. We saw that guy's got moves. He's going to probably be pretty good. And he turned out to be pretty good. So, Spencer, how do you not understand that people are thinking that? And the people who are thinking that were actually correct. Now, yes, obviously, you were levels above him at that point in time. And, well, we don't know. You may or may not be. Probably not as many levels as you were. But, yeah, we were all saying you were elite. But we also thought he was going to be good also. And we were also correct. So, like, to not be able to look at that from a third party lens and say like, well, you know, those people, that was, that was a good observation. Yeah. And right? I think, yeah. But I think the biggest thing, I think what everything sort of devolves to with, with the Spencer debate is Spencer is not really being compared to other wrestlers, right? And the vast majority of the, the criticisms or whatever you want to call them are Spencer being compared against Spencer and Spencer being compared to, Previous standards he'd set. And that's why, you know, he brought up Yanni. And there's a reason yeah. why. And first of all, we 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 talked extensively. Like, Yanni was not not clicking on all cylinders at NCS. Well, hold on. Hold we, on. Hold on. Like, that was acknowledged. But Yanni, from day one, when he started wrestling in college, it was like, this guy is going to win a lot of matches, and he's not going to blow a lot of people out. And that's the standard that Yanni was compared to. And when Ridge Lovett almost beat him, it was discussed wild, widely, right? Yes. Spencer comes out the gates, and he just destroys every single yes. everyone, right? He's just like a transcendent bonus point score from the word go. So he's compared to that. So when there's deviation from that, it does merit yes. conversation among, among But so, community. hold on, Christian. What I want to say is the deviation in Yanni was when he lost to Austin Gomez because Yanni doesn't lose. Yeah. Yanni lost twice in college. And so when, when he did lose to Austin, we talked about it a lot. We said, is he okay? What's wrong with him? Was he doing too much freestyle? We talked about a lot of things. So, yes, to, to when there is a deviation, we talk about it. And Yanni winning a close match is not a deviation. That's what that's what happens. Yeah. Right? It's, so it's it, like that would be another one where it's like, okay, wait. Step outside your own body for a second. Look back at what's happening. And say, why would people, I mean, I do this a lot with myself, right? Why would people think this thing? And does that make any sense? Is it justified, right? And then if it is justified, you think, oh, wow, it's kind of a, yeah, I get it. That's a good point, right? And if it's not, you say, well, those people are stupid. I should not even consider that anymore. And then you just move on. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was like, we did discuss, when Yanni lost, we discussed it a lot. Yes, at length. And I would say it's the reason, like, the Yanni Spencer debate coming into this year was, well, what what do you value more? And it's the reason Spencer was in the, you know, the camp, where a lot of people were in the camp, and I was probably in the camp, like, yeah, Spencer, better college wrestler than Yanni <clears throat> at that point because of the dominance negates the fact that Yanni didn't lose, right? So his dominance was giving him legs up on a guy who lost significantly less and had yes. uh, identical accolades. So um, at, at that point in time. 
So I, I thought it was interesting. But the, the most interesting part is what we haven't actually talked about, which is Uh-oh. the discussion about the, the U.S. Open and what, what's happening there. And I don't know what other people like their extrapolation from what he said was, but I took it as my expectation is that he won't wrestle at the U.S. Open. Really? Um, that's what I think. I think hmm. you, com- you combine... You combine fact that he he said he's like he said i'm not healthy he said yep. that i'm not healthy he said he kind of beat around the bush on that one too and that's another one where it's like man would you just get to the point like because he said like uh i was he did say at one point i wasn't injured in NCAAs. i don't remember exactly what the wording no was said. He, no he said it. he said i didn't lose because i was injured that okay what he, was he didn't say i didn't lose because i was injured. okay he's yeah. very very uh very very careful to give maximum credit to matt ramos for for the win right mm-hmm. um yes but but he did acknowledge he's he's not 100 percent, right and so you combine the fact he's not 100 percent with the fact that backing that up he had not been on the mat since ncaa's combined with it, it, the u.s open is in just a matter of weeks is he going to enter the open on not, you know, a full training regimen, right? Now, that yeah. being said, pretty much every wrestler in the NCAA tournament took that first week off after NCAAs. By and large, most of those guys took took yes. at least a week, right? That's pretty common. So, mm-hmm. really what you're saying is he took like an extra week off from maybe the others. And Spencer's capacity to get prepared and, and wrestle in a tournament and perform at a high level is like, he can do that on a couple weeks training, but I just think if it's still in question, I I don't know. I'm just dubious, and also I'm just listen. Since 2016, uh, September 2016, he's entered one freestyle tournament. So when you yeah. consider that, it's like the, <laughs> the 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 volume of data is that he won't compete, even though we all know he really wants to. I just think what we've seen since. Junior Worlds 2016, he's only been able to enter one freestyle tournament since that point in time. So I have a hard time believing with the Olympics less than a year away and all his goals and aspirations around that, um, you know, I have a hard time seeing him enter, but he could he could zig when I'm, I'm expecting a zag. and. Um, yeah, I so I left that as like uh, probably uh, up in the air, but I was feeling like he he's gonna wrestle because um, man, there's kind of, kind of so much on the line, right? Because obviously he doesn't wrestle at the U.S. Open, he's not in final X, he can't go win a world medal. There's no chance he's sitting out. There's probably a decent chance Thomas Gilman is then sitting out. And you put yourself at this huge disadvantage moving into 2024. That's kind of like how I thought about it, but maybe yeah, a little bit too logical. Yeah. I also I think um I I will say this freestyle I think lends itself better to Spencer's skill set and ability to I mean this guy gets off the mat faster than than anyone we've seen in, in mm-hmm. folk style but in freestyle it can be exacerbated even more right and it's more about execution than like these matches are hard to put away once you don't do it right away well Spencer's the one that's the the best putter away or one of the best putter awayers of all time yeah, I think it'll no be... one's been more proficient than him scoring back points. Yes, no, we haven't seen it. So, um, he... can I? Go so, la- last advice, Spencer Lee, stop thinking about what the people are thinking. Think about you. Think about what you want to do. 
Think about what makes you happy. And that's it. Maybe take some advice from Tom or Terry Brands, and that's about it. Don't read the comments. Don't listen to anyone else. And um, not to not to compare here, but I don't think man, I was saying like Penn State guys, we talk about how how well they perform. Like Penn State always says, like, this is what we do, right? You think about like Bo Nickel. Like yeah. he didn't say the fans didn't think we could do it, right? He said, This is what we do. You know what? It, they get in that perspective of like, what am I going to do? What do I enjoy doing? And think about it from my perspective as opposed to what do they think, right? I actually really passionately hate um, the concept of build, uh, bulletin board material. You know, a lot of people love it. I freaking hate it. Like, why do I need bulletin board material to train hard? If I'm not training hard because I want to train hard because I like this thing, then what am I doing? Yeah. Right? Why should I need someone else to say some stuff about me to train extra hard? It's so stupid can't stand it so i hate the whole concept of bulletin board material so just like guys if you're doing something do it because you love it do it because you want to do it and your life is gonna be a lot happier yeah it's not a sustainable source of yeah. motivation right um uh people it's, say oh, potentially, Jordan. Put, yeah it's potentially sustainable but i think it also it also like incurs a lot of bitterness in your life yeah you know True. what I'm saying? Like you're if you're constantly thinking about that, you're 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 bitter. You're always saying, I'm gonna do this because you said I can't. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm gonna do this because, as opposed to like I was talking, I read this book, uh, what is it called? Begin uh becoming I always mess it up. Becoming Superman, chasing Superman. Mm-hmm. What's that damn book called? Um, hold on, give me 10 seconds. Uh, but anyways, I we just read it with a group of eighth graders. Um the other week, you know, the whole thing is about uh, the rise of Superman, decoding the science of ultimate human performance. Um, it, it's all about uh, finding the flow state in the zone. And it's like you you read through the book and it's awesome. If you haven't read it, I really recommend it. It's freaking awesome. But, you know, it talks about all these extreme sports and it's fascinating because he is he's interviewing and following these people before these things become things like where these guys are making a lot of money and becoming mm-hmm. famous. And it's like they're literally just doing this because they want to do it. That's it. They're not getting paid. They just want to do it. So they're going to do it every single day. And they're becoming really, really elite at it. And I thought about my wrestling. It's like, well, I never made a lot of money from wrestling ever. But I just did it because I wanted to do it. Because I enjoyed wrestling. Because I liked seeing what was going to happen. And I loved the battle, you know? And so as I'm imparting to these eighth graders, it's like, do it because you love it. Like, do it because you want to do it. Not because you want to get a college scholarship. Not because you want to win a state title. Not because XYZ. Do this because you want to show up, and this is what you enjoy to do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Amen, sir. So (laughs) I'm trying to think of what other topics were were covered. Um, Those those were the the main ones. I mean, for me, I was just like, like, let's get to the U.S. Open. Is he going? Is he not? Going? <laughs> well, it? I didn't like the fact that um, I really didn't like the fact that he um, he did not say like, well, here's why I didn't wrestle Saturday morning, right? Here's why. And yeah. I thought I thought he could have been blunt. I thought he could have said that. He didn't really say it. Um, I, I thought think he, he said it without saying it. I thought he said, um, nobody knows what I went through. Um, and uh, those matches didn't matter to me. Maybe I'm misremembering, yeah, uh, but I thought that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but be more specific. It's, I, I mean, I like, think he, you don't have to say I hurt my LCL or like whatever. If there's a really specific injury, but you could say like, yeah, I had a small injury. You could even say I had a small injury on my lower body. Like, if you don't want, right? Don't be overly yeah. vague. Um, 
it really hurt. It caused me to not wrestle as well. And you know what? I, I needed to take the time off because my goal is the U.S. Open. And so I figured, hey, what's two more matches uh, that are not going to affect my life? I don't care about going from sixth to third place. And my real goal is in five weeks of the U.S. Open. And so I figured, hey, why wrestle those two matches when I can just start healing and getting ready for the thing that is my next goal? Yeah. Which, like, in a way, I kind of... Simple to say. Yeah. It, it wasn't overtly said, but I kind of... I gleaned that from the interview. Like, hey, there was an injury there, and I don't have regrets That's what you're that. guessing, though. Yeah. That's your, but no, we don't know for sure. It's a guess. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but... Okay. I think that's it on the Spencer thing. We can always bounce back. We reserve the right. Uh, <laughs> but we can we can move on for the time being. It is oh, yeah. pretty crazy. Even your Kyle Dakes, David Taylor's Yanni's, nobody gets dissected word by word more than for Spencer sure. Lee. Like we are analyzing literally basically every word. That he said in this interview. Yeah. And what does this mean? What does he mean by this? And but where know, where would one of those other people? And I, I can be misremembering, but okay. So those other guys. Um, and so I would I would not say we've done this with any other Spencer interview this year. This would be the one and only. When have one of those other guys had something that was maybe as contentious or as arguable as as this is? Because this is like peak, right? Going for number four. He loses, and not only does he lose, then he doesn't wrestle the next morning, and that's the end of his college career, right? So it's like there was kind of like a whole bunch of kind of big things, like back to back to back. I mean, say like, you know, the one year at Midlands where he didn't wrestle in the wrestlebacks, it was like, why didn't he wrestle? Everyone wanted to know, you know? And so, um, uh, I yeah, I think that's like there was a whole bunch of things and with those other guys. I don't know if we've had something quite like that. Have we? Am I forgetting? Um, I mean, there's nothing like going for your fourth and losing. He's literally the first ever so, to yeah. happen. Yeah, but I, I he feel is like a, even during the season, maybe it's because he doesn't do a whole lot of press. Although he did do quite a bit of media this year, but still, no one is. And it's because yes, because he's basically a transcendent wrestler, um, one of yeah. the best bonus point scores we've ever seen, and. He wrestles for Iowa, and there's always so many health questions around him yeah. the past couple of years where we don't really know exactly where he's at. So there is a lot behind it, and I'm not saying there's not a reason for it, and we shouldn't have done it, but there is still no one that gets dissected more than Spencer Lee. That's but, a fact. That is an absolute fact. I mean, Jordan Burroughs, Kyle true. Dake, David Taylor, uh, none but of hey, them. Jordan Burroughs ever had like uh... – a super, I don't know, some, something like this. Well, that one interview they did at FRL, that was good. We kind of accepted <laughs> that a little bit. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my greatest contribution to flow sports ever. <laughs> or your words, depending on who you Christian, ask. I don't know if you remember this. You apologize for thing. it. You can't act like it's great. You there apologize. was this thing called, I apologize to you for not letting you. You apologize to Jordan Burroughs. Well, maybe I should let him on it too. But to the general public, you're welcome. Um, but you guys remember there was this coronavirus where there was no wrestling happening and we had to make interesting things happen? Yeah. That was yeah. among the interesting things, certainly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was not enjoyable. Oh, but that was so awesome. It was great. 
It I was loved good. it so much. It was it was gripping. I'm sure. I'm sure for everyone not sitting at this table and um, you know, the people on the show, it was it was great. But I was on the show. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, Aaron Nagal on the move. The heck? Lots of questions, lots of innuendos. Let's talk about some innuendos. Yeah, so my whole thing is this. I obviously am not naive. And obviously there are, and this is not even specific to Nagao or anything. It's like broadly college wrestling. Yes, there's recruiting violations. There's people, illegal contact, whatever. Yes, of course, I'm, I'm sure... There's cheating in every sport and there's cheating in wrestling. Got it. What I think is destructive as well, two things can be true at once. Cheating is happening in, in wrestling. Yeah, sure. I, I don't disagree with that. And another thing that's destructive is just these just comments that are just thrown out into the ether that make you think, okay, wow, how bad is this? How, how destroyed is the sport? How messed up are we? How, um, how much cheating is happening? And with nothing factual behind him, I say factual, I mean, I mean specific. What are you saying happened? Don't just say, oh, it's happening and maybe I'll name names or maybe I won't. And then all the, it, my phone's just as bad. You know, this head coach hits me up. That You can't possibly think. You know what's happening. Why do you think it's happening? Uh, because I'm not stupid or because... Or they just stopped texting you. Or why didn't you say something? I don't know. This is like, this is my reality. These are the conversations I'm having. I'm like, oh, okay, what happened then? What happened? Why, why don't you say anything? Okay? If you go on Twitter and you say this happened, yeah, we'll probably report on it. But this sort of, the innuendo is not helpful. It's harmful, I think. And it's like, either say what you mean, mean what you say, or just save it. The half measure is not helpful. The half measure is, is yeah. in my opinion, weak. I think it feels a little good to put it out there, but then they're kind of like scared to follow up. And I think, don't be scared, homies. Like, if it's happening and you got proof, put it out there. Yeah. Um, that, that, and that's my only, that's that's my thing. It's like, yeah. Um, you, you guys know beyond the shadow of a doubt. That's got to be great news for you, right? You know, you know factually this is happening. Well, that's great because I'm sure you don't like cheating, right? You don't like it that there's cheating going on. And since you know factually, why, why does it stop there? Why does it stop in your head? Why does it stop with, with, a, with a tweet or a text? It's like, no, you just, just make it happen. And if the NCAA doesn't do something about it, then I would escalate, you know, the, how public you are about what's going on. That or just don't say anything. Because I think yeah. the half measures is is harmful. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, and this is one of the things where, like, I mean, obviously, I get a look under the hood on a lot of this stuff because I got a lot of kids who are getting recruited, um, and I don't see these numbers flying around um, at all or hear them. I've heard of small, very small numbers, um, very small numbers as compared to what is being reported for other people, right? Um, but nothing, nothing to the effect of this. Uh, and a lot of it is a lot of his coaches asking, well, what is this other person offering them? What are they getting from them? And I'm like, uh, I don't think they're getting nothing. 
Well, if they are getting something from them, let me know and I'll be able to match it. Okay, got it. You know, mm -hmm. and so I don't think these big numbers are, but yeah, I don't see why coaches don't put it out. If they have proof, then just do it because um, the NIL, I, I, I love the NIL for kids being able to earn money on their name, image, and likeness. I love it. I think you should be able to. And a lot of that for college wrestlers will be college wrestling camp, or sorry, summer wrestling camps of some sort. There's not a lot of these athletes that are worth a lot to, say, uh, Rudis or some other company. They're just not worth that much money. There's not, you know, worth maybe a couple bucks and, and that's mm -hmm. it. And so um, what the majority of the money is flowing from, if it and it's not as much as people think it is, probably is from these collectives. So I think that the NCAA should just shut down the collectives and be done with it. And then we're good. Then yeah. it's back to being like normally illegal, like it was 20 years ago when it was probably still happening, but it was like totally illegal. Yeah. One of those things. I do feel like the, the people who were adamantly against the the NIL probably are feeling a little bit validated by how um, wild it's become, how un unregulated it's become. Now, I would I would contend that the NCAA was always, NCAA wrestling was always pretty wildly unregulated. Um, there's, there's not, yes. who, who ever got in trouble for, for recruiting violations in, in a real meaningful way, right? It was, it was very rare. Now, the contention you could make, mine, you know, contention is that like, Yes, and this poured this poured gasoline on that fire. In which case, I can't say one way or the other if if it did or didn't. Uh, but factually, more kids are in the portal, more kids are transferring. Uh, seemingly, um, you compare year over year, and there's way more kids in the portal now. Well, last year was still things. nil, and there was only one all American in the portal last year. At this point in time, yes. uh, how many total went in the portal last off season? Michael Beard did. Um, right. I'm not sure. I would say that's it, it wasn't a lot last year, and I would say that would have been comparable to normal. Yeah. So I would say here. Here's the other thing. Um. Oh, what was it? I don't remember. That's why graduates. I got I got to fight back on the interruptions, Ben. I was rolling there. Um. What was I going to say? Graduates or other factors? For yeah, graduates. Thank you. Uh, that's well, another graduates. thing because there's so many more. Everyone's eligibility got extended because of COVID year. Mm -hmm. So now these Point. guys are exhausting their eligibility. And, you know, I think that's the case with Davison and probably D'Agostino and Cannon. D'Agostino is a graduate transfer for sure. So, so that's a that's a dynamic as well. And I remember there, there was a wrestler. It doesn't matter the school, really. And they wanted to keep this guy. He had another year. And that guy wanted to stay. He wanted to get his MBA. That he was a business school graduate, he could not get into that school's MBA program, so he had to he had to leave. Um, so there there can be things like that 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 are happening, and I do think the I'm I'm hopeful that there's a leveling out after we get out all of these COVID people that have uh, uh, all the COVID year afflicted wrestlers, right? And then it's more of yeah. a more of a base level. I yeah. think it will go down, but this is a lot. Um, yeah, because uh, Big Slav is a graduate transfer, also. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. So, uh, and he he got he's going to Rutgers. Rutgers, which explains yeah, big pickup for them. Yes, Slavikuski, I think, literally could not stay at Harvard. Yeah, because of the Ivy, the four year rules. thing. It was the same thing with um, Chaz Tucker, but then he just retired. Yep. Yeah, but it sounded like Chaz could have done it. He could have done it at yes. Cornell. Yes. Yes. But then again, it's a good thing he didn't because they didn't have a 2021 season either. <laughs> um, 
Because Slava Kuski went in the portal like a year ago. Yes. Because he knew after next year, I can't stay. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I also wish Christian people would just put it out there if you have proof, you have proof. I was wondering, does the, the answer, it probably has no um, right to go and just check someone's bank account, right? Because if you were not. a smart college coach and you were finding a way to get a guy money, probably not going to put it in a contract. I was thinking this, I was thinking, I was like, you're probably not going to put it in a contract. Like, if I do a deal with someone, I'm going to get a contract. We're going to sign it. I'm going to have proof, right? Um, but if you're doing this kind of illegally, you're probably not going to have a contract with a signature. Are you going to report that to the IRS? I don't know. Like, does the NCAA, could they sub- subpoena your tax records? Can mm-hmm. they look in your bank account? How can this stuff actually be proven? Yeah, I don't know. They might be Is able to once it becomes Is like it a Bitcoin? criminal investigation. Well, but I think the only time I've heard the NCAA looking into it, they did it for Miami football a year or two ago and maybe one other do? time. Uh, but I think also the NCA doesn't really care as much anymore, unless it's like widespread. For the most part, they leave it up to <laughs> they're probably well, just they leave it up to now. schools. Um, I know it's on the responsibility of the schools to police it, kind of, and obviously a school isn't going yeah. to police itself incredibly hard. <laughs> the uh, the compliance officers have to well, they do have to justify their own existence because some of these schools are probably spending uh, millions. I was going to say a million plus, but now that I think about it, probably way more than a million dollars on compliance departments, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a compliance department, you got to justify your existence. You're trying to find some something to complain about. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you, yeah. though? Are you trying to get your coach in trouble? No, you're trying to just shake him up, make him a little nervous. No, you're there. No, no not to tell, <laughs> hey, you know, because listen, if I'm like, I'm like, hey, Christian, like, you know, JD, he's not contributing a lot. We should probably get rid of him, save the athletic department some money. And yeah. then JD is well, like, you, li- ah, you literally hey, have coach, to have a compliance department. Watch your back. Yeah, you but have to. Have it is required. People? How so many I think people you would want to lay low. Department? Wait, I, I have no idea. It's so many. You go to one of these major universities, there's like freaking 25 people on the compliance department. Well, because the compliance department has to like count receipts like for, on like – Trips that falls under compliance department too. So yeah, they need a lot oh, of people because you go on one football trip and you're looking at X number of you got to justify existences, expenses to make sure it's okay. Yeah, but I'm saying athletic mm-hmm. departments have a lot of expenses. So I think a lot of what makes it tough is like the the people with the smoking guns are are the athletes and the parents that are that are involved with this and like they don't want to self snitch or get involved with. You know, hey, they don't want to get stitches. Team, they don't want stitches, nor I. <laughs> and I think that is part of it. But what I don't understand is like, okay, you got three schools vying for you, and you want to go to this one school, and these other two schools are talking to you, and this other school makes this outlandish proposal. It's totally illegal, whatever. It's like, okay, well, why? How has not one of these athletes or parents been like, hey, this just happened. That's totally messed up. That's wrong. That's not supposed to happen. Do something about it. Like, I agree. To, to me, I, I have a hard time just given the cutthroat nature of this. Like, how has that not happened one time? I guess because um, what is what's the what is the positive side for that athlete or that athlete's family, right? Because they're probably going to have to then like testify or you know, like it's going to cost them yeah. time and effort to actually like prosecute that person or right help with the prosecution of that person. Uh, it wouldn't be as simple as sending a text like. 
screenshot, hey, here's what this coach sent me. Um, like, hey, take care of it, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think it would take time and effort. I figure, maybe. I don't know. I figure it's a little. I mean, if someone did it to me, someone actually did it to me, and I'm like, oh man, that's cheating. I might just screenshot it and put it online and be done with it. <laughs> Let everyone else do what they want. Yeah. But I'm sure shit. I am not calling the NCA and say, hey, NCA, Dang. how do we take care of this? Like, that's going to take me so much time and effort. You swore, Ben. Dang Second it. Second time in the show, I think. The other uh, one you had me fired up on, though. So uh, <laughs> uh, that one's excusable. This one, my bad. Um, but seriously, are you calling the NCA? If someone sends Christian uh, Caleb Piles, are you calling him? Are you going to spend all your time and effort doing that? I don't know. Probably. What are you going to do? No, right now. What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know what I would do. But I'm surprised There's no that way ever... I'm spending time and effort ever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. So the reality so. is uh, Aaron Nagao has said he's going. He's down to Cornell, Penn State, and Iowa. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Those three But schools. also that there's a possibility he's still going to stay at Minnesota? Yes. That is definitely a possibility. Yes. He went on Bashmania and did a long interview about it. He said he's not, quote, getting a bag, unquote. Bag for pen, and that, is, okay. this is just what's best for him. Very environmentally conscious. So I don't, this is this me being playing dumb here. Uh, not playing dumb. I actually am dumb. I don't know who Justin Bosch is. I've heard him. I've seen his interviews. I know he maybe works with Vincenzo Joseph. Is he uh, state sponsored media? Uh, no, I don't believe so. What he, do you mean? It, is he a Penn State? <laughs> is he an absolute Penn, Penn State, State homer? A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Okay, so he is big Penn State guy. Absolutely. So did you go to He's Penn State or what? That. Yeah, it's not a secret. What? Did you go to Penn State? I have no idea. I don't know where he went to oh. school, but he does work with a lot of the Penn State guys. He makes and Yanni and Yanni and David Carr and other guys, but he makes websites. So oh, he makes okay, a lot got of their it, websites. Got it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you like that state sponsored media? Did you see Elon Musk put state sponsored media on people on Twitter and they're losing their damn minds over it? Did you see this? <laughs> no. Uh, no. BBC, uh, NPR, he put state sponsored media as a tag. Oh, <laughs> they're wow. getting so mad. That's messed up. <sighs> oh, man. I thought it was really funny. Okay. Um, Cornell doesn't make sense because Vito is still there. Right? May the best man win. Okay. Maybe he just set a school. Maybe he can go 25. Oh, uh, another thing Whoa. Uh, that came out of the Spencer interview was he or said he wasn't him. really sure if they were recruiting um, Ferrari. Oh, yeah. There. We th- we mentioned this. Oh, yeah. That was Th- weird. But we that they were recruit- recruiting Angelo. Obviously. Hart. But we said this. When Anthony committed, I was like, I wonder if this is one of those. And I said this example. Like, some kids just want to go to a school and they just commit to it before the school would ever talk to them. And I theorized this with Anthony. And now Spencer's not a coach, so he's not speaking on behalf of the staff or anything. But he's like, yeah, I don't know if they were recruiting him. He certainly is going to have some level of knowledge. And obviously, they're going to recruit Angelo because everyone's going to recruit Angelo, I believe. Um, well, so that makes that actually uh, maps. Um, Anthony is not, he's not on recruiting trips. See what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. What's he doing? A lot of <laughs> Trying to get training. fights. A lot of weight. Well, that was AJ. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's that was Albert. That's what I meant. Yeah, yes. Albert. He's trying to get in. Fu- he's trying to get in fights. Based on what I just saw, he's showing abs and nipple. Based on what I just saw from Kevin Holland, he should not try to fight that man. 
Uh, Kevin Holland's pretty tricky. That'd be a hard person to fight if you didn't really know what you're doing. He's pretty good. AJ went full Mardi Gras on him. Just dumped him out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Not even for the beads. He lifted his shirt up. Oh, I didn't see that part. I thought we talked about this on Thursday because it was before the episode. I saw that. Okay, well, the one day they were like by some elevators. I guess I yeah. saw a little bit of that. He eventually lifts there's... his shirt up. Oh, I didn't watch the whole thing. My bad. It's true. He's weird. just yelling Why at him. And do then just... I don't. I'm sure it freaked Kevin Holland out. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't right. hasn't been right since. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no more George Masvidal. What are what are the uh, what are the percentage chances AJ shows up at a college next year? At this point, probably slim. I don't know. I think uh, ask me at the end of the month. Okay, we ask got me at the end of the month. Uh, Twenty more days. Yes, I do. All right. Uh, let me know then. Okay. All right. Um, okay, Kevin Holland. Also, Teske has another year at mm. Iowa. Yeah. So, I mean, Nagao makes a lot of sense at Penn State, sorry to say. What you write out our you write out our champion at Big Tens, we acquire you. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. fair enough. But I think I mean I think candidly Man. staying at Minnesota makes a lot of sense. This this was a guy who was ranked like ninth in, in high school at his weight at one thirty two. He makes a U twenty three world team. He's he's a freshman places gives Roman some really tough matches at Big Tens and NCAAs. Um mm-hmm. places high. Like what's what's not to think? He developed a lot in he, his he got two years, a, year he and got a half. So Minnesota. much better. And that and that is what yes. I kind of bring this up every time. Like good kid gets developed, like and then it's kinda like it's kinda like the the transfer portal haters worst nightmare. Like this is what you don't like about it. Um do you think it's okay? Do you think it should uh, continue? I don't know. What do you do? I mean, I okay, I have to answer these, these questions. Do I think kids should be able to transfer whenever they want? Um, basically, yes. I, I, right. I agree yes. with the current transfer rules as they exist. Do yeah. I think NIL should exist? Do I think a wrestler should be able to make money off their name, image, and likeness? Yes, I, I agree with that. So then I can't, if, yeah. I, if I believe that, then right. I can't say, no, not, no, not you, Aaron. Like, I, it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't get to live in an I- ideal world. And that's just, that's just part of it. And there's a lot of transfers that make sense that are good for both parties. And this is yes. just only bad for Minnesota. Yeah. Um, Aaron so, is, is by all, all accounts, a great kid. He's obviously a great wrestler. And a lot of teams would want, would, would want him on their team. Yes. Um, so, and, and it's funny. Um, uh, for those people who don't think wrestlers should be able to transfer, what would they say about something like, uh, I mean, Rob Cole is a great example, right? Because he just went to Stanford two, two years ago. Yeah. And now he's already, let's just say he goes to Oklahoma, right? Just for the sake of the argument. Mm-hmm. He goes to Oklahoma. Like, what would, what would people who say college kids committed, they shouldn't be able to move places? What would they say to a Rob Cole? Because I don't know. Because I don't think that way, right? Would they say, well, a college coach should have a five-year lockup period? And or should all jobs have a five year lockup period? Like, what would they say? What's the argument? I I think it's one of the great hypocrisies you see from from fans, okay. and that and not just when you see it in all in all sports, but yeah, that's that's always been the number one you know contention from people who are against or 
the the restriction of transfers like dude these coaches can leave at any point in time why why don't the athletes get the same yes. opportunity and they're not even getting paid correct they are getting yeah. but i don't i don't want i don't like the idea that it's like they're getting a lot of great opportunities they're they're good opportunities with being a scholarship student athlete at a school mm-hmm. You're getting into a, a lot. A lot of them get into schools they wouldn't otherwise get into, yeah, because they're good at a sport. They get to go there for free or at a, a substantial discount. There, there's there's substantial benefit, um, but there could be additional benefits now, and yes. that's factored in. Anytime a coach leaves, unless it's your school that you're a fan of or went to or whatever, <laughs> and they go on to, um, a, a Quote, yes, quote, bigger, better, more money uh, program and get more money. Most people go, congratulations. That's yeah. great. You advanced your career. A lot of people don't feel the same way when it's a kid that um, goes from a, quote, smaller, quote, program and moves on to what they believe to be a better position. It might not be a better position, but what they yeah. believe they are doing, what's best for their career and how they can get the most out of themselves. Yeah. Yes. I think a lot of it's like the psychology of pe- people feel stuck in their own lives and don't like the idea that someone else has this like incredible mobility too. Like, yeah, I think that's, and especially small well, town college sports fan, like you can definitely get that sort of mentality. We don't feel yeah. the same and way when a fighter goes, eh, I need to switch up my training camp. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it is that, um, it's, it's so, um, I guess I'll just say it. It's funny because people on the Wisconsin forums, right? So I, I watch, I don't really watch any other college teams this closely, right? Uh, because yeah, I live in Wisconsin and there's message boards, but like college fans of that program will like, they ride so hard. Like I was joking to a couple of my friends uh, back. It was NCAs. It was like Barnett lost. And you realize, I don't know if you guys remember how he lost on the front side, but he got taken down and they kind of just like stayed on bottom. Mm-hmm. And the forum, a bunch of people were like, "Oh, he's got an easier path on the backside now." Like they weren't even mad, they weren't even mad he lost, right? So it's like they they see it with rose colored glasses, and no matter what, they're riding for their program. And I joked to a couple of guys, I was like, yeah, "This is you need to find a wife who sees all of your actions the way these guys <laughs> see their college team. Like no matter what they do, it we find the positive, right? If you can find a wife that finds the positive in every single thing you do, you're gonna be a happy man." And Part of that is what makes sports and especially college sports so great is that people will just blindly follow and worship um, somebody that yes. goes to their, their program, but they will hate them if they don't. That's what makes sports, yeah. especially team sports, so great. It's especially wild with the transfers because, like, you know, one guy could spend four years on another program and then they come come to your team and you're like, they've only been there for a year. You're like, ah! Let's go. Well, you but know, in the same wild. scenario, you will hate somebody that did it to your program. Yeah. Like if, if somebody left, sure. you know, you hate them. Yeah. And yeah. that is kind of the fun of it. But you should, uh, you know, keep keep some perspective as well. Yeah. So that's a that's no one I think has gone into the portal. Oh yes, we haven't talked about D'Agostino, but it's just another. I mean, there's a northwestern. Well, Northwestern's angle. got three in the portal now. Yeah, well, two because. Uh, hey, we didn't talk about the Davisons completing the brother for brother player to be named later trade. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Andrew started at Michigan, went to Northwestern. Yeah, Lucas went to Northwestern. Now at Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. 
Good little switcheroo. Uh, now, so all the Northwestern guys were graduate transfers. Yes. So that, that is of note. That is notable. A lot of people took the the uh, Wildcat exodus as like evidence that Storniello was getting the OU job, but I don't think those two. Someone told me that. I don't think those two are remotely related. Um, but maybe they are. We'll find out. Oklahoma does not have a head coach at at this point in time. Uh, I haven't heard anything about who's going to get Lou Roselli uh, or how that's going. I mean, but you made the great case for what they should do last week. That that should be what happens, hundred percent. It should be. It just feels right. Yes. Back feels to Ohio right. State. Yeah. Speaking of which, if you didn't see, we have a trailer out for a new season of Young Bucks, which is being released. Some when? Don't ask me. Okay, never mind. It's happening. <laughs> ask Mark Bader. Ask Mark Bader. Yeah, Mark runs our PR. Our, our Ohio State PR firm um, for – actually, he's our film P- PR firm. He lets us all hey, know when, when they're coming you guys out. Want to see some, you guys want to see something April funny 12th. that you'll die laughing about? What? It ha- has to do with wrestling. I just put it in the doc. Um, hey, Tyler, I just put – it's the third link after Asset Folder. If you can click the third link and go to uh, 109. So the Journeyman, which is live on Flow yesterday, one mm-hmm. of my guys, Corbin, Bro, he got kicked in the face. I did not see you this. You guys want to see this? Yeah, I love love a good <laughs> face right, kick. Tyler, we got to bring this up. I, well, I just clicked on Flow because I was going to look at the, the transfer portal. And you know, now Flow has this really good feature where on the left side of the screen, it'll show you the matches that you were watching previously. Yeah. Uh, and it showed me this one. So Tyler went at, Okay, go to 109. Hold on, full screen this and play it. You guys got to watch this. This is what, what happened. I mean, it's so wild. Go back like two seconds. I'll am back on blast. Go back about two seconds here. Okay, hold on. Are you guys watching this? Yeah, I'm watching, brother. Wa- okay, watch this. Collar tie. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. What the? He got kicked right in the face. What? The... What See, in the world? Look he, he didn't like that club. Oh, oh. my gosh. He didn't squared up on that? him. I appreciate, though, he didn't really wind up for the kick. He just kind of snapped it on him. Bam, but. Just, just, just a little take that. Oh is... my gosh! I couldn't believe I was. I was like, I asked him what happened. He said I got kicked. I'm like, how did? How did you get kicked? Like, what the hell? And then I went and watched his video. I was like, what the heck? You got I thought it was going to be like face. a uh, single leg kick, behind. kick out, kick yeah. to the face. Not yes, that's... man, front yeah. kick. It looks like Moy Tyler. Yeah, just straight front kicking people. What in that... the world? Just, just a little, just a little love tap Did, with the soul. Please tell me they ended the match. That was a DQ. He won by DQ for fifth place. Yes. Wow. Wait, was this? A, was he wrestling an American? No. That no. Was a guy's oh, okay. Here we go. They, they'll. Wow. They, uh, nope. It's just a fact. <laughs> Those Kazakhs, they like to fight. The foreigners <laughs> like to fight. The foreigners straight up punch people. It's they, not... they do not take kindly to hard clubs. No. Um... Yeah. They just, it's a lot more rare to find fights at uh, the senior level of Americans. It doesn't really yeah. happen. Um, just, just a, just a fact. Um, okay. Well, hope he's okay. How did he do? He, he he's okay. He actually got he got a nationally ranked win the match before that in the I don't know. Hey, he's not registered as Askren Wrestling Academy. You sure this is your I know. guy? Uh, he got, looks like he got yeah, poached dad, by Kenosha. His dad, yeah, it's his, his dad's club. So, oh, yeah, Kenosha. It's a nice city in Wisconsin. <laughs> that, well, good. Love, love when yeah. states have nice cities. Yeah, lots of nice cities <laughs> up here in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, 
couple other things in the dock here. I, um, the, the Izzy, who did you put this in here? Did Izzy go I too far with the celebration? Um, this was, I mean, we were we were over at Ollie's. You left by this point. No, were you I going, are you still home. there? Yeah. Oh, that was that was insane. What, Actually, taunted the kids. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that, bitter? Yeah. Why don't you talk about it? That well, that goes back to what our first discussion was worrying about what other people think. Like, yeah, I don't know if you guys, you guys probably saw on Twitter, um, Pereira's son, he looks like about six years old at the time when they fought previously, like taunted. And I don't even know if he was, you know, like six year olds. Like, I don't think six year olds really think like that. Like, hey, let me taunt this person. Like, they're probably just, like yeah. doing whatever's in their little six year old head. Yeah. Uh, and he like falls over dead next to uh, Izzy. And that was probably savage from a six year old to do that in the ring right next to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but when you're six, yeah. it's not actually that savage. You don't understand the context that how insane yes. it is to do that. That's the whole point. Yes. Yes. You know. You JD doesn't have six year olds, so he doesn't like kids. get get it yet. Yeah. Someday he will. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, to like remember that that's that six year old taunted you like I don't know, six, five, in six, twenty seventeen. But that, yeah, six years ago, and then bring it back to him. Well, he's uh, crying like, over his father's loss. <laughs> yeah, but it almost um, you know you guys brought up Michael Jordan, who I, I did love Michael Jordan as a as an athlete. Uh, but that to hold on to or harbor that much like animosity, bitterness, it's just not healthy. It isn't. Just forget about it. Just like be gone, be done with yeah. it. Yeah. And I think the the big trick that gets played on on, on people is like. Well, they correlate that with success. They correlate Jordan's bitterness with success. And, and Izzy hung on to that and is success. And because it's a part of that person, I think it gets falsely, I think yeah. falsely, who am I to say, but I think it's falsely attributed as like uh, a champion a, mindset and a factor in how, why they're so good, which I don't really know that that's. Maybe for some individuals it is. Yeah. I don't know. I thought. It was pretty. I like. I will say this about Izzy. I like that he didn't try to pretend that there was any other reason for it when kind of everyone knew it. And he'd be like, "No, nah, I mean, I was just like, uh, you know, because I put him to sleep, so I did that." But like, well, he literally pointed. At he the literally child. pointed at the child. But he didn't try yeah, to like double down on it. He absolutely doubled down. They're like, "No, I'm trolling this child right now." They also, um, yeah. uh, him and uh, Pera had a nice meeting in the back. I saw afterwards and Fake. shook hands. But- I, I mean, I don't know if that we're, we're, I guess we're talking about MMA now. What I don't understand is why are they not having a trilogy? I mean, I think from, from what it sounds like is Izzy doesn't really want it because he realizes Pereira is the most likely person to beat him. And if he were to beat him again, then Izzy wouldn't be able to get the title shot because they already had the trilogy, right? So right. he's saying like, I want to be done with this, move up to uh, light heavyweight or whatever. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, but it, it is, it's one to one in MMA. Pereira won the other two, which we'll discount those because it was a different style of fighting, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's one and one in MMA. And honestly, Pereira was looking really good in the set. The first one, I gave the first round to Izzy, but it was yeah. really, really close. On verdict, it was like 9.53 to 9.51 or something like super close, right? Mm-hmm. And the second round, Pereira was very clearly. clearly winning, clearly winning. He was leg kicking him a lot. And to the point where Pereira got a little bit careless in that exchange where he thought Izzy was probably more hurt than he actually was, you know, and Duke, when, when Duke was at Rufus, uh, when I was at Rufus, Duke, one of Duke's things was like, never throw five or six punches in a row at a hurt opponent. Right. 
because they can't do that. Even though they're hurt, they can still fire back, right? So throw boom, 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 a couple, then, you know, guard up, and then boom, 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 a couple more, guard, you know, like, don't give them, you know, and Pereira, obviously, I, I don't want to be coaching a striker who's that high level, right? I probably shouldn't be. But to throw that many strikes in a row with your guard down against another guy who's really, really high level, um, man, probably was not advisable. I think it, it seems to me like it's one of those, you know, there's blood in the water and the, the reaction is just to like yeah. pounce and kill and just like take him out kill, and yeah. put him away. Um so it's not hard to understand why they why they do that. Yeah, hindsight probably yeah. should have chilled. Her guys bit. are dangerous though. I don't know if you uh if you go watch uh, another great one and like in that same thing, it probably and probably even significantly worse from a damage perspective. If you watch Melvin Manhoff versus Robbie Lawler, um I mean Robbie is he is really badly, badly hurt. And Melvin Manhoff's going for the kill and Robbie boom puts one, just puts him out, you know? But it was just like another case where the guy the guy pursuing is careless. There was another one, I believe it was uh, Czech Congo and Pat Barry. Same thing where where Pat, and I think all these were like a lot of leg kicks too, right? Where the one person was really badly damaged, and then the person pursuing gets really careless, and then you know tries throwing too many punches in a row, and then the the hurt guys they're like, "Eff it, I'm going to swing for the fences and, and lands." Dang. Yeah. 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 It can happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we want to do some questions? Sure. Some questions. Okay. Thank you, Freestyle. Starting us with an easy one. Are the U.S. Open finals two of three? <laughs> no. They are one of one. You win, you're in final X. You lose, you are not. Uh, simple enough. U.S. Open is, is rapidly approaching also. A couple weeks away. Oh, we'll all be, three weeks we'll all away be now, there. right? You'll, we'll all be no. there. All three of us. Yeah, three weekends away. Three weekends away. I'll be there. I'm excited for it. We got a lot of guys wrestling. Should be awesome. Okay, we have a rankings of the top ranked MMA fighters of all time from Iowa. Where did you guys find this? Because I never heard of these other dudes. So I, this is a fake list. You never heard of Pat Militich? I Bobby heard of Hoffman. him. But I never heard of the other dudes. And like, why is Robbie Lawler not on the list? For example? that's what Who I was gonna ask. He may maybe wasn't born in Iowa. I don't know. I know he's he's from the Quad know. Cities. He feels more Iowa from. than Ben. No one has heard of number three through number six. This is this is a you don't fake know list. Joe Slick. <laughs> Shut up! You don't know Joe Slick. Joe Slick was or a beast. Blaze Gill. It's such a fake list. He was a light heavyweight. Stop. I, I would rank him two seventy. They ranked him two sixty five. Agree to disagree. Oh my god. Um, such a fake list. I don't know did, where you guys found this. He did not have a nickname. Answorthsports.com. He's from Tyler Iowa. Found it. He's from Iowa City. Ever heard of it? He's a beast. Oh man. my god! You don't want to. You don't want to see fun. Joe Slick on the streets. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh Rob, my god! So Robbie's not on there, huh? Robbie's. I'm pretty sure he's from the Quad Cities. Uh, he is from the Quad Cities. I don't know where he okay. was actually physically born. He was born in San Diego. Okay. According this to only Wikipedia, places only. Got it. Hmm. Proud Iowan. Cedar yeah. Rapids, right, Ben? Yeah. Well, man, there's no one. That, it feels weird. It feels like obviously Pat Militich, um, he had in the early days of mixed martial arts, had one of the best fighting gyms uh, on planet Earth. So it feels like there should probably be a few more Iowans on that list. I know obviously Matt Hughes trained there, but he was from Illinois uh, somewhere. Gotcha. 
Yeah. I'm watching this. I'm going to send you guys. Oh, my God. This Melvin Manhoff and Robbie Lawler. It's freaking brutal. Melvin Manhoff is kicking him so hard. And then, oh, he's going to get put to sleep here in about a second. Just like your kid got kicked in the face? Yeah. Front kick. Yeah, that, oh, my God. Took an Asics right to the face. Asics. (laughs) May have been. Oh, put him down. We should should just watch fights together. Whatever I'm watching, we should just have Tyler put on the screen. And then. Yeah. uh, I was a D this That would be awesome. So then everybody can just hear us go, oh, oh together. Oh. Hey, listen, you guys to do is be with a group of dudes. So obviously there's got to be something to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll say this. the uh, Just circling back to the Izzy celebration. The Bless you, Ben. The bow and arrow thing was freaking awesome. That was just good. It's like, yeah. like how like the moment happens and then boom, he just starts immediately unloading arrows. Which is what Pierre does when he comes out. That was That was fire. Um, mm-hmm. no. I, I was rooting for Pereira too, but it, you, it was just like. Do you think it, he went too far with the uh, kid? I mean, I, it's not something I, I won't say too far. Or whatever, it was like the kid will be fine. Um, but yeah, be fine. it's definitely not cool. <laughs> it's like that. I don't think that's how I would handle it uh, personally. <laughs> uh, and if you ever see me in the cage and I do something like that, I got a hunch you you're can... never going to be uh, middleweight champ of the world. Just a hunch. Well, but, because yeah, I, no. I'm not that big, but there's other weights. Okay, I got a hunch you will never be UFC champion of the world. What a hater. Just a hunch. Hater. With friends like JD, Christian. who needs haters? <laughs> yeah, Christian's going to wrestle in veterans in a couple weeks in Vegas. <laughs> so funny. I called I called Ben to ask how much it was to register for the Open. He Or I texted him and he calls me. He's like, you going to enter the Open? <laughs> no. That's why Maybe. you're asking. For sure. I know you're going to show up. You're probably going to show up under a different name so people aren't watching your mat or something. No, I was just curious. I'm, um, I'm watching for you. Listen, that no one would see it because it would not last long enough for people to. You'd be no. Able to, listen, I've seen some people in the Masters division, Christian. You're in good shape. You could do okay. True. I will say this: um, this is the first year. I don't feel like I'm 21 anymore. This is the oh, first man. year I'm just a little slowing down a little bit. Don't recover quite like I used to. JD laughs. Kickball really got to you. It's not kickball. Not kickball. <laughs> A lot, of wear, a lot of wear and tear on the body. <laughs> Bro, no, it's not. Um, yeah, it's this is the first. So 37 for me. I'm almost, I'm 38 in like a month. That's when I, I start to feel a little different. Guys, it's like it's like in Terry. You got to learn how to train different. I'm like still <laughs> trying to figure that out. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, questions. That's what we were doing. We were doing questions. I we just said, I sent you guys. I put it in the, the doc. It's on the fourth link. The Lola versus Manhoff fight. Pretty freaking wild. I don't know if we can show a Manhoff fight. Well, it is Strike Force, and they don't exist anymore. So I don't know how they would go about suing you. Someone owns it. Oh, we never talked about that team finishes thing. I did. That seemed to. That was pretty cool. Um, you, and you did put the Gable shoes post. I had totally forgot Gable put his shoes down. Gable, you're not allowed to come back. You put your shoes on. No, the he can come back. He just has to wrestle in his socks. Yeah, no. you can wrestle in his okay, socks, fair. barefoot. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> There's no rule that you have to wear shoes. He true. retired from college wrestling. Mm, I don't know. Shoes on the mat means you're done. He's not done. Well, <laughs> you never put your shoes on the mat. And no, I know I didn't. I'm still thinking about wrestling. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's go. Pardon me. St- I, still, I, was, I, guys, I still love to wrestle. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm moderate. I'm pretty competitive. Um but then, like, I know it's if I show up somewhere, people are going to make a big deal about it. So I don't I don't know if I really want to do it. But I do kind of want to wrestle some people. I think you could pull off an alias, though. 
Like you should really think about it. People would recognize me. Yeah, it it would take some hair modification for sure. Um, (laughs) grow out, grow out a long beard, shave your head, alias, and just enter. Mm. I I think it could be done. I think I think right there. I think you could get a little ways into the tournament before people caught on. People recognize. What do you think? Um. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't well, maybe? think so. You never know. Well, because yeah. it only takes one person, and then and someone say, "Oh wait, I recognize him," and then he says, "Oh, you know who that is?" Then boom, yeah, done. You can't tell your high school kids. Just I know that. Russell on a luchador mask. <laughs> Nacho Libre <laughs> style. That, that, that wouldn't that wouldn't draw any That's attention. A great idea, JD. Nobody That's would know. Great idea. Yeah. Who is the luchador? Or just like a little like. Zorro, like Mardi Gras mask. It's so great in like the movies when somebody just puts on a little like it's eye like, slit and it's like, who, who is this, this person? Who could this be? Yeah. <laughs> ben, I'm all in. like, what's the kind of, I feel like the open is not a good one because it's long. It's over a couple days. Uh, yeah, I don't it, want it to be too good. I want to just like pin some college kids and be done with it. If you entered the Michigan State Open or something <laughs> like that, no, I feel like the mid the Midlands or the scuffles about that's about my skill level, and I would I would prefer I can do freestyle. I prefer folk style still. Yeah. All right. Well, I you have like months to figure out your um your disguise. Yeah, I was thinking about. I was thinking maybe I'll just wait till I'm forty. I'm like, you know, I'm only a couple years away. What's the point in that? Actually, well, then I can say, well, hey, I wanted to do it because I'm forty and show these young bucks what's up. Still, okay. Would you go one eighty four? I don't. You know, I feel like I feel like it would be a good reason for me to get really lean and go one seventy four. Because like I need a good reason to go on a good, 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 strong diet. Yeah, I cannot believe you don't eat ice cream anymore. You we spent the first. I haven't eaten dessert in close to two months now. I mean, any type of no sweets, no nothing, no sweets, nothing. Man, it was hard while I was filling eggs yesterday. Though filling egg, you put all this sweets and eggs. Oh yeah, sweets and eggs. Easter egg. Yeah, you no kids. JD, no <laughs> kids. I was like, what are you doing? Put... Putting candy in an omelet. I think JD needs to have a kid sooner rather than candy in an omelet. What's candy in an omelet? Well, that's why I was so perplexed when you were talking about putting <laughs> sweets yeah, put, and eggs. Put, put some jelly beans in, in there. <laughs> yeah. I know. Man, I have actually, you know, listen. I've seen pancakes with chocolate chips, but have you ever seen an omelet with candy in it? Not yet. I don't no, know if I, I care to. It. Yeah. I wonder I what it would taste like, JD. Together. JD, what if you tried it and it was just like the best thing ever and you opened an omelet, candy omelet restaurant? I don't think I would get that many people because most people would uh, agree that that doesn't sound good. It actually doesn't sound very good, huh? No. It sounds <laughs> terrible. The, uh, I mean, pancakes are just cake with chocolate in it. That, that makes sense. True. Eggs with yeah. jelly beans? No, thank you. Mm. Uh, speaking yeah, of... Weird open it might not matter for spencer and gable as they might not care about seating or the late registration fee but the deadline for registration to be seated and not pay a fee is uh, sunday april 23rd so we mm. still have a while before we will probably know for sure those guys are i'll personally pay the uh the the late fees for for spencer be 70 dollars or anyone of that or maybe 150. I'll pay. I'll pay your late entry fee, Ben. Don't even <laughs> worry about it. No, I'm not I got you. Open. I got you. Well, we'll take it as a maybe. There's still oh, time. 
there's still time to change your mind. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> this is interesting. Are you guys witnessing Josh Demas, former Ohio State wrestler and brother of Dom, on Netflix's Love is Blind? He's causing a real stir and trying to be the most hated man on reality TV right now. It's pretty lame, but awesome at the same time. So I don't know. I do know he's on this. We actually, um, so Josh Demas was actually on our first reality show, Who's Next? And I guess he got a little taste of the- Oh, one? Yeah. I guess he got a little taste of the reality life and said, give me more. So he ends up on Love is Blind. Now, I've never seen an episode of this show. Um, Tyler, uh, who sits next to me at the office, watches it and says it's great. Um, and But this girl that works at Flow was like, you know that guy that was on the thing uh, on, the, on Who's Next is on Love is Blind? And he's like the worst person. I was like, what? He's bad? He's like, she's like, oh, he's a total creep. I'm like, oh, crap. So I still have not seen it, but <laughs> apparently, uh oh, what about okay, listen, let me. The, the no, premise, it was like weirdo. It? it was like weirdo or something. Maybe not. I don't want to misquote. Okay, but isn't the premise of the show that no one can see each other? You're behind the screen. I thought that was the premise of the show, right? I'm not entirely sure, Ben. Everybody who goes on that show is a weirdo. Have you have you seen it? Annette? Nope. My I don't, wife I don't need to see it, it to know. Well, no, I'm just asking if you've seen it because we're this is this is talking reality without ever seeing an episode. Well, my yeah, wife Josh has seen it. I'm almost certain there's two people sitting on the other side of like um, a, a wall. You can, I guess, you could talk through it somehow, but you can't see on the other side. Yes. So yeah. how could you possibly be creepy? I think eventually you do see them. Tyler talked me through the whole thing. Okay. It starts like right. that, but then you end up like kind of in the same milieu, and then you end up, you know, liking other people that I don't know. I mean, it's, it just sounds like real highbrow stuff. For sure. Interesting. Um, hmm. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, we need to have we need to have a um, someone who comes on our show. You know, maybe like Ollie would be good at this, and he tells us about maybe these other things that you know you or I don't watch a lot of. Yeah, Ollie or Tyler would be good candidates for, oh, yeah. for something like this. Um, has a roofer showed up at a tournament and picked up a surprise win? Never, ever in the history of time has it ever happened. And Are you sure? Ever. I'm sure a roofer's got a lat drop. Some I'm not point. saying they've never got a win. It's a surprise win. I mean, if you have uh, roofer on roofer crime, then oh, so, something's yeah, going down. But it. it's never happened. Some shingles are getting laid. Yeah. Let me tell you, brother. All right, next question. Uh, will we do another question? I don't this know. This one from Average Seed. Our skin infection's an ongoing issue in wrestling. I'd never heard much about this until Peyton Robb. I think yeah, uh, I don't think they're more of an issue than they ever were. Yeah, I mean Nick Soriano had a terrible one. They they every now and again these guys get really really bad um, skin, yeah. MRSA, I, whatever. I, type always of deal. If anything, I think it's uh, continuing to get better, as in less people are getting serious infections. Hmm. Probably, I don't know. I don't have the data to back this up, but I think just as a, a general rule of thumb. Yeah, I I remember guys getting, getting some when I was in college also. So. Um... Yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a new thing. And normally, it's not a big deal. You get a little, a little ringworm, a little RW, a little herpes. It's no big deal. Well, I don't want the herp. Ringworm's no problem. But yeah. Occasionally, it is very serious. Yeah, it can be bad. Yeah, I wonder what. Never very serious. Yeah. Should you be able to wrestle with a ringworm? NCAA. Yes, of course. Yeah, I think so too. Definitely. I agree. I mean, you know, mitigate it. Do what you can. 
There's a reason nobody ever sits out of important events with a skin infection. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we'll go. go no, ahead. nobody's gonna say no. You can't wrestle at an important event. But I'll also say I don't really ever see glaring skin stuff on on kids and that. You know, I'm pretty close. I will not say who though. I will not say who on this one, but um, it was a relatively big match at a relatively big tournament. Not uh, not like a UWW cadets, but it was a big tournament. I'll tell you this show. And this dude beat one of the guys in the finals, and then he came up, and I remember what they said, you know, oh, he was good or something, you know, something nice. He wasn't being a dick at all. Um, I had this big old herpy right here, and I was like, how did you get past skin check? You got a big old herpy right there on your face. <laughs> like, what in the world? And that's big something, herp. that's the one, almost more than even than some some infection, that I'm like, you can't wrestle with that. Because yeah. you give that to someone, that's for life. That's forever. Like, no, nah, they shouldn't be allowed to do it. So that would be yeah. one where ringworm, whatever, right? But herpes, nah, keep them out. Like, that. that's forever. Yeah, it's kind of crazy they're even, like, in a similar sort of category. It's, like, so different. Uh, yeah, and, cause that, and that one, it was, it's not like it was, like, somewhere where, you know, like, maybe, like, up here, like, in their hair or on their mm-hmm. ear where you couldn't see it. It was, like, right here. I was like, ah! Get back a little more. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Ringworm Radio Live. Hopefully, there's not a big problem. I don't think there's a bigger problem. I just do think there are every now and again these really serious infections, and then they can go. They can go really bad. Um. Yeah. All right. We're gonna go. Reminder. Reminder. No show Wednesday. Reminder. Thursday. Uh, just Thursday. Uh, moving forward in the off season, we're just Monday and Thursday. That's right. Monday, Thursday. So appreciate you guys tuning in. We will be back Thursday. And this has been NCP entering the U.S. Open. Dang. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> ben in his Nacho um, Libre disguise. Ben did not, did not make 174, Steven. I don't think, based on that picture, though. Nah, look at Jack oh, Black, yeah. a.k.a. Ben Askin, looking nice and trim. Dang, what a beast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So much happening. I was way leaner than that. I am yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't you cut it. show up on Thursday after this. <laughs> oh no, he's feeling he's feeling insulted. You ben. can't care about what other people think, Ben. No sweet tooth, I, Ben. No, but you're my co-host, so I do care about you guys being a pain in my butt. <laughs> That's true. You're you're in good yeah. shape, Ben. Better than all of us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back know, Thursday. TRT piles with that six pack on the beach. We saw it. Didn't you see it? <laughs> JD, you saw it? I've seen it. That's been there. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We'll be back. Happy. You hope you guys had a good Easter. Test me. Test me. Anytime. <laughs> Knock on the door. Test me, haters. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh-huh.